on today's edition of the Sportsline DFS Podcast, we've got a new game. Have you guys ever seen the movie Wizard with Fred Savage from the 90s where he's like tutoring a Nintendo Wiz? Absolutely, yes. 100%. They they go on like a road trip yeah, yeah, yeah. as kids. Uh-huh. To this either tournament, is it a tournament? It's a, it's a tournament, yeah, for this kid who's a Nintendo whiz against Lucas yes. and some other person. Uh, yeah, it's a great movie. It was one of my favorite movies growing up. And they debut, uh, they debut Super Mario Brothers 3 on regular Nintendo, which might be the greatest game of all time. And when they do, the, the announcer goes, a new game! So that's kind of what I was going for there. I just want to be clear. Um, I agree with most of the things that you said. Some of it was factual, so I can't disagree. It is not a great movie. It's it's a great childhood. Movie. It's a childhood movie that I love. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. I, I wrote it down. I might check it out at some point, but I have I've never seen it. You know, I've never even heard of that. Like movie. Nintendo, that you're gonna like. Uh, you're gonna like Wizard. It's it's a lot of fun. And I thought you were asking if we had seen The Wizard of Oz, no. since we're both from Kansas. Ah, oh, how about I'm, that? Actually, everybody says I'm from Kansas. I'm actually from Missouri. Okay. Same all thing. Right. It's really the same thing. But All right, so anyway, we do have a new game. We have the DraftKings Showdown, which is a one-game DFS contest. You can pick any of the four games this weekend, and it's crazy. Four offensive players and two defensive players, and I gotta tell you guys, I have submitted lineups. Actually, I haven't clicked enter. I just made lineups for all four games, and I really don't like it. I am not, I think it's very difficult, and I'm not sure I'm gonna play any, I, I, I submitted my Falcons-Eagles lineup. That's the only one I feel even a little bit good about. It's very difficult. Have you done it yet? Of course. Yeah, we, we've, we've been doing it all day. Ever since it came out, we've just been sitting here building showdown lineups. No, Adam, we're preparing for the monster <laughs> three-game NBA slate. Okay, well, that, that's the first thing we're going to talk about. Three-game NBA slate, then some NFL. How did you guys do last night? I took the night off because I wasn't on the show, but major props to Mike McClure. I listened to the podcast and bet on the Pistons and uh, cha-ching. So thank you, Mike, for that recommendation. What the heck? What is this? Mike gives a gambling recommendation. I say, I think you have to go back to Sweet Lou Williams, and he drops a 50-burger on the <laughs> Warriors, and we're giving major props to Mike. I made, uh, a, I made a live bet, Heath. It was after tip-off, so I didn't have time to make a DFS lineup, whereas I did have time to get the... That's not true. You could have played the late slate. Uh, Sweet Lou Will was on that late slate. You definitely could have made a lineup. <laughs> Mike, come on. Who's that on? <laughs> so how was how was that to go last night? Well, the primary lineups weren't very good because Bobby Portis, uh, Bobby Portis didn't show up last night. Well, it's really great when you have a guy that's 4,500. He's going to be a huge value because there's several players out and the game goes to double <laughs> overtime and you're thinking, we just made all the money. And he played like 19 minutes. Yeah. That was, uh, pretty miserable. Uh, just watching, you know, obviously his teammates that play the same position go absolutely nuts. Yeah. Just very, very frustrating. Uh, so my primary lineups weren't good. My secondary lineups, however, were very good because I had Lou Williams locked into every lineup thanks to Heath. Nice. And that was a good night watching Sweet Lou drop a career high 50 on the Warriors. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Heath, good night for you with Lou Williams. Oh, it was Sweet Lou. Okay. 50 burger. Perfect. So who's the must play of the day? For Thursday. Uh, Mike, you can go first. I'm going to go with Kyle Anderson. 
Uh, you know, I, I want to give a chalk play, but I'm going to leave that for Heath to do. So I'm going to take <laughs> Kyle right. Anderson for the Spurs. Uh, you've got Kawhi Leonard, Rudy Gay, both ruled out. Uh, Danny Green, you know, obviously questionable still here. Uh, the Lakers rank dead last in defending the small forward position. Uh, and they're also, the Spurs are playing up in pace. They have the largest pace differential on the slate. Uh, and, you know, when you remove guys like Kawhi and Gay and give someone extra minutes and give them a bump in pace of play, uh, I think that you pretty much need to lock in Kyle Anderson in all your lineups tonight. Okay, Kyle Anderson is uh, 5,600 on FanDuel and 5,400 on DraftKings. Uh, Heath, your must play. DeMar DeRozan is going to turn back the clock to Adam Azer's University of Miami forerunner days, going with a little bit of <laughs> LMFAO, shot, 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 shots, because nobody else is there to take them. He has a 44% usage rate. When Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka are not on the floor, Lowry's got a back issue. He's not going to play. Ibaka's suspended. DeRozan gets all of the shots, just like Adam. And uh, he is the best player of the night. <laughs> yeah, sure. Now, who? Uh, but he's the second most expensive player on DraftKings and third most on FanDuel. Are you okay with that? Uh, yes, he should be the most expensive player. Ahead of LeBron? Well, I'm going to play him, too. So, like, let's just say they were both priced the same. Would you rather have LeBron or DeMar DeRozan tonight? It's a three-game slate. If you don't play them both, you are going to lose money. Okay, yeah, putting them both in my lineups. I've Kyle Anderson, LeBron James, and DeMar DeRozan. Great start. Thank you, thank you. You and 99% of everyone else. Stay away of the day. Well, then let's get a little bit different here. Who are we going to stay away from, uh, fellas? I'm staying away from Kevin Love. Ooh. So this is the lowest price point of the season for Love on FanDuel at 6700 Uh The Cavs, you know, obviously they got embarrassed the last time they took the floor. They're going to come out with some good energy tonight. Uh, but my issue with Love is, you know, he's played only 20 minutes twice in the last four games. He hasn't played over 30 minutes in a month, it seems. Uh, I just don't think that there's any reason to jump on Kevin Love here, even at 6700 I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach and let him show me what he can do again. Heath? I'll get a little bit different. We're staying away from Sweet Lou Williams tonight. His oh. price is up to 8900 second consecutive game. He's on a back-to-back. He's on the road. Now, yeah, they're both in California. He's from California, so it's not quite as big a deal, but still he had to sleep in an uncomfortable hotel bed. It's probably a $4,000 bed, but whatever. Lou Williams on the road, coming off the 50-burger. His wrist is going to be sore from all those shots, and uh, everyone's going to play him, obviously. I'm staying away. 8,300 on DraftKings. 89 on FanDuel, 8,300 on DraftKings. What do you think about Lou there? I, I I don't, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't believe you can very comfortably fit DeRozan, LeBron, and Lou Williams on DraftKings. I'm staying away on both. Yeah, it's difficult to get all three in on DraftKings for sure. Uh, not super difficult on FanDuel. Um, the thing is, is I don't, honestly, I don't know if I, I think I might prefer Lou Williams to LeBron on DraftKings. Uh, with, with that price savings for this three-game slate, I think you can do a lot with that extra salary cap. All right, so two recap must plays, Kyle Anderson and DeMar DeRozan. Stay away from Kevin Love and maybe Lou Williams. Uh, definitely. Mike is uh, <laughs> Mike is okay with Lou Williams over LeBron James. So, well, I, you know what? That's fine. So I'll do my, my FanDuel lineup will be Heath-centric. My DraftKings lineup will be... Mike McClure-centric. So we'll put Lou Williams in instead of LeBron. That means we're starting with Kyle Anderson, DeMar DeRozan, and Lou Williams at on DraftKings, and Kyle Anderson, DeMar DeRozan, and LeBron James 
on FanDuel. We cool with that? Yep. yep. All right, good stuff. So how do you feel about this three-game slate? Like, what, is, what does a three-game slate present to us? Um, it's a awful. good opportunity to bend, to, to build a lot of lineups. <laughs> it's awful. It's absolutely terrible. I'm sorry you have to deal with this. Should we not tomorrow, play? We could take the night off. Tomorrow is going to be better. Are you going to play tonight or, or what? I, I mean, I'm going to have, <laughs> I'm going to play. Am I, am I going to play? Yes, I'm going to play. Alright, you don't have to. I'm not going to like it. Okay. Hey, you, nobody's forcing you here, Heath. Well, I don't need to be forced. <laughs> I don't even need to be encouraged. Okay. Uh, no problem. Uh, I will not encourage you. Uh, sportsline.com is where you need to go if you want Mike's real lineups. The lineups we give on the show are not really Mike's. They're just with input from Mike McClure. So you go to sportsline.com and you can get his optimal lineup every day. DFS advice from him. And if you want to, you know, win some money on the Pistons or whoever, you got a, or you got uh, grades on every game. You've got expert analysis from guys who are really, really good at this. So sportsline.com, that's where it's at. It's quite a bargain. You make that money back instantly. Uh, the news to get to today, so Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka out. That's why we like DeMar DeRozan. Is there any other impact here for the Raptors against the Cavs that you want to talk about? I think you need to talk about DeLon Wright here. I think, you know, he's the price is starting to climb, especially over there on FanDuel at 5700 uh, but I do think this is a spot where he should excel. Uh, I think that the Cavs represent a pretty good matchup. It's going to be a very fast-paced game still. So I, I like DeLon Wright. I think he's going to play 30 minutes in this game again. Okay, and Blake Griffin and Milos Teodosic are questionable, we think. I think are questionable for the Clippers. Um, and, yeah, what's the impact there? So the big impact is, in my opinion, on Sweet Lou Williams, which is why I was not completely comfortable saying that I am going to stay away from him today. Because if those two guys both sit, uh, Lou Williams is going to have massive usage again. He's going to play 35 minutes again on the back-to-back. Frank Mason and George Hill, both questionable for the Kings, guys. Yeah, and this could make... De'Aaron Fox, he's he's always a decent option when both of those guys are out. It also makes Buddy Heald a good value play at shooting guard, but we have to make sure both those guys are out too. Yeah, both those guys being out is absolutely critical. It also opens up some minutes and some opportunity for uh, Bogdanovich here. Uh, but really Fox is the guy I would be most interested in as I think he would make a very nice pivot from DeLon Wright if – right. At least, even not not even necessarily both of those guys being ruled out, but you need at least one of them ruled out. Okay, and one more news item for now. So the Spurs going, and this is this is uh, why Kyle Anderson is a good play tonight. Kawhi Leonard, Rudy Gay, and Tony Parker are out, and Danny Green is questionable. Leonard, Gay, and Parker out. Danny Green is questionable. So wait, I mean, you haven't even said Lamarcus Aldridge's name. What's that all about? Come on, Mike. Well, it a lot of it for me. LaMarcus Aldridge will become a priority should we get news that, say, Blake Griffin is going to play because then I'll come down off of my uh, Lou Williams fascination right now. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so let's do this. Uh, let's talk about the games. The three games tonight, Cleveland and Toronto, Clippers at Sacramento, San Antonio at the Lakers. And Cleveland at Toronto has by far the highest total, total of 222 points. The Raptors are three and a, or the Cavs are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Break it down, fellas. I'm going to have most of Toronto's starting lineup in my starting lineup. DeLon Wright, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Pascal Siakam, which Pascal. is exact, it's exactly how you pronounce it. 
he averages about 12 and 9 on a per 36 basis. And with Serge Ibaka not being able to participate in this game, I don't know that he'll play 36, but he'll play more minutes than he normally does. And he's only 3,500 on FanDuel at power forward. Beautiful. So Wright and, and DeRozan and Pascal, I'm just going to call him that. And then Valanciunas is definitely in play as well. Okay. Uh, anything else, Mike, in this game? Uh, no, I, I agree with Heath completely there. I think you obviously have to have exposure to Toronto tonight. You should probably have some LeBron James exposure. Um, you can say that, like I said, on any slate, but definitely tonight with three games. Uh, should be a very, very competitive game here. The thing about the, uh, the Cleveland Cavs, the, you know, everybody knows that they're struggling. They are six and 24 and one against the spread as a favorite this season. That is, that's really bad. Really, really bad. You know, they're road favorites tonight. Obviously, the reason they're road favorites has got to be, you know, it's got to be due to Serge Ibaka and Kyle Lowry both being out. Uh, this game would probably be a pick 'em. I would guess that Kyle Lowry and Ibaka are worth about three points to this line. Uh, so this is a, uh, this is an overtime candidate game. I, I think that this game, you should really look to kind of stack it up on both sides. And I think the Cleveland guys are going to go under owned in tournaments tonight out after LeBron. I totally get why the totals are important when you're filling out a uh, DFS lineup, the over-unders. And I get why if the spread is like, you know, 10 or something, if it's a Warriors game, whatever, if you're worried about a blowout, I get why that's important too. What value do you have? You know, how do you use a stat like you just gave with the Cavs being so bad covering when they're favorites and they're three and a half point favorites? How does that help you set a lineup? Um, I mean, it, it doesn't matter all that much, to be honest with you. It, uh, it's, it's just worth pointing out in these spots when you only have three games on the slate. So I guess it's really slate specific. You know, on 10 to 12 game slate, it's not that important to me, but on, on three games, I really want to target the game that I think has the highest probability of going to overtime, especially if I'm playing multiple lineups. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing I'll say is if a favorite is less likely to cover, they're less likely to have a blowout win. We're more likely to get a full fourth quarter. Like, right. And there are, isn't really, you say this, the Spurs are always a, a, at risk to just blow out the Lakers with no matter who they start, but there's not a lot of blowout risk on this slate. Okay. Cool. Good stuff. So anything else here? We're good. Now let's move on. We're good. Clippers at Sacramento totals two ten and a half and the Clippers are one and a half point favorites at Sacramento. Uh, yeah, this one's definitely, uh, we're going to need some more news to really understand what we're doing completely here. Um, I think that, you know, the, my interest lies with the Kings, um, and hopefully getting news on which of those guards are ruled out because whether or not we get to play Buddy Heald really kind of dictates the rest of the way the lineup looks after we lock in our must plays. Right. I, I do think if, if Griffin is out, the Kings are terrible against centers, so DeAndre Jordan will be a, an A plus play. Gotcha. And anything on Spurs, Lakers? Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol. I like Pau Gasol quite a bit. Uh, I think that, you know, if you're looking at someone like Kevin Love tonight, I don't think the gap between Pau Gasol and Kevin Love, uh, I, I don't think it's very large. And if anything, I would argue that Pau Gasol is better than Kevin Love right now. So I, 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 I like giving out lineups, you know, and, and they've been so far, we're two and two with the lineups we've given out. And I think, yeah, the, like the the one on the podcast. Of course, I always want to remind you to check out Mike's right. optimal lineup on Sportsline. But I just I feel like it's I feel like it's giving bad advice if we give out a lineup now. 
I've got some, I've got, I've got the current chalk lineup if you would like that. Sure. And, and this is dependent on, uh, those Kings guards being out. This is mostly just, um, my current take on the chalk is DeLon Wright at point guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeJounte Murray, that's one guy we didn't talk about for the Spurs. Just 3,800 against the Lakers. Uh, with tar- no Tony Parker, most likely. DeMar DeRozan, Buddy Heald, LeBron James, Kyle Anderson, Pascal, Pascal Siakam, Lamarcus Aldridge, and Pau Gasol. Okay. Mostly Spurs and Raptors. Fair enough. Is that kind of an approach you're going to take? Mostly Spurs and Raptors, Mike? Yeah, definitely Spurs and Raptors heavy tonight. Uh, I think that that's really the only way to look, especially if you're going to attempt to play cash games tonight. Who are some players that are tournament only? The all tournament team, if we could say. Uh, yeah, so we'll look at, well, we'll start and kind of do this by position, I think, with the, the tournament team. Uh, the first guy that should stand out to you for tournament only is going to be Lonzo Ball. Yep. Uh, Lonzo's actually played pretty well his last 15 games, a lot better than he did in his first 15. Uh, shooting the ball a lot better from three point range. Uh, he is a true triple-double threat right now. Every time he takes the floor, he put up 51 fantasy points in his last matchup against the Kings. Uh, you know, this is a watered-down version of the Spurs lineup, so I think Lonzo Ball is definitely the guy at point guard for the all-tournament team. Yeah, shooting guard, I will go with somebody that I don't play very often, especially now, but Dwayne Wade. Uh, this Raptors team is going to be starting a couple of people that don't normally start, which means their second unit is going to be playing a couple of people that don't normally play. And I think Wade will have an opportunity to get some buckets against that second team. Okay, so we got Lonzo Ball, Dwayne Wade. Doesn't have to be just one from each position if you, however you guys want to do it. I mean, it's on a night like tonight, mm-hmm. we're doing pretty well to get one from each position. <laughs> okay. Is Ingram's ownership low enough to qualify? Um, no, for me it's not. So the, what we're going to do at small forward, I think we're going to have to just look at CJ Miles. Yeah. Um, I do think that depending on how the Cavs decide to match up, uh, you know, both teams could go small in this spot, and if they do, I think CJ Miles is a fairly strong tournament play at 3,800 on FanDuel. Uh, you know, recently he hasn't played more than 18 minutes. Uh, I think that number could bump up to 22, 23 tonight, uh, knowing that Ibaka's out and Lowry's out. Uh, and this guy, uh, you know, if you've watched him play, he, uh, he, he, he likes to shoot the three ball. <laughs> and Cleveland is a team that really kind of struggles at times to defend that. So I think C.J. Miles is a good all-tournament team for small forward. Lonzo Ball, Dwayne Wade, C.J. Miles. How about power forward? Oof. <laughs> I guess for me it's probably Blake Griffin. I, I'm just I don't hoping he's the, still questionable at luck. Right. So hoping Blake Griffin is questionable at luck, uh, you know, Obviously, it's whether or not he's medically cleared to play. You know, we saw him on the bench last night joking around, having a good time. It looked to me like he was – he's definitely nearing return. Right. Uh, so ideally, you know, if you're playing multiple lineups tonight, I, I kind of like the idea of taking Blake Griffin uh, even if we don't get news. You know, as long as we don't get news that he's ruled out. You know, if we still have that questionable tag, I, I like him in the spot against the Kings. Anybody at center? No. Not really. Uh, I mean, maybe Willie Cauley-Stein. Uh, you know, I don't, I, yeah, I'll go Willie Cauley-Stein. I think that Willie Cauley-Stein is worth a look if these, you know, the Sacramento guys are ruled out. Don't really love the matchup against DeAndre Jordan, but he does have upside. He's got several 40 fantasy point games, uh, recently. So I, I think that Willie Cauley-Stein would be the guy for me. 
All right, so you're all tournament team with some a couple of tepid endorsements. Lonzo Ball, Dwayne Wade, C.J. Miles, Blake Griffin, and maybe Willie Cauley-Stein. There you go. All right, I th- you good with uh, with that analysis? I think we're good, right? Oh, 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 I think I think we're more than good. All right, yeah. cool. So let's move on then and talk some NFL. And I'm not going to be on the show tomorrow. I'm going to let you guys talk about uh, the four-game slate for the weekend. I do want to talk a little bit about that just because I really enjoy talking about it. But we'll also discuss it on the Fantasy Football Today podcast if you listen to that, which we'll be recording on Thursday afternoon. Uh, so this this new DraftKings contest, the showdown, gives you one game. And between the two teams, you set a lineup with four offensive players and two defensive players. It's tough. It's really tough. Uh, I did a lineup for each game. And, uh, you know, maybe it's just tough because I don't know what, what kind of score to aim for. I've never done this before. But have, I know you guys were preparing for this brilliant three-game NBA slate. Have you done any showdown lineups yet? I am uh, currently putting one together as we speak. Which game? For the Titans and the Patriots, which is kind of my favorite game for this slate this week on the normal. So I thought, you know, I'll just, I'll just focus on that one because that's the one that I've looked at the most. I do think it's a brutal DFS week for football, to be to be honest. I I think it's very challenging because you got two of the best offenses in football facing two of the best defenses. You've got Tom Brady who's had five disappointing games in a row, but he should have a great. He's set up to have a great game. Uh, I mean, like Derek Henry's been a DFS stud because he's so cheap. But is is he going to get more than like twelve carries? Are they going to be trailing the whole game? So it's tough. But Mike, how about you? Have you done any of these showdowns yet? Uh, I did last week when they uh, debuted it, but I, I haven't built any yet. I've, I've got it pulled up right now, and I'm going to build one here as we speak. How'd you do uh, last week? Uh, good. I cashed in the game. Nice, nice. So. <laughs> did you come away with a strategy that you like? Uh, no, not really. I really just kind of built a little lineup just to kind of watch it and follow it and see how it went. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, some of the strategy you could have here would maybe be looking at guys that, you know, if you know who's going to be returning punts and kicks, if they happen to be a defensive player, mm. uh, that's some way that you could look on the defensive player side because they do have a nice bonus for the uh, return touchdowns. Yep. And there is uh, there is one in this game, Adoree Jackson. There you go. He has gone back and forth with the punt and kick return duties, but he's also actually gotten some carries. I don't know if he can get points for that out of the defensive position. But he gets a few tackles at at corner. He returns punts, and they'll use him at running back every once in a while. Okay, I have to put him in my lineup. That means I have to lose a hundred bucks somewhere. So we'll figure that out. For the most part, and this is just kind of my IDP strategy, is I'd really just like to get tackles. Yeah, like that's the by far the most reliable and the most predictive predictable thing. With defensive scoring, sacks, interceptions, touchdowns, especially. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hope I get some. But How much is a tackle? What's that? How much is a tackle? How many points? One. Let's look it up. Yeah, solo tackle is one point. Assisted tackle, you get a half a point. Now there is an eight plus tackle bonus. If you can get eight mm-hmm. tackles, you get a three point bonus. Like, if you want to get one of the best IDPs. You're going to have a terrible offensive player in your lineup, I think. Yeah, I mean, I you know, you got to look sack upside, obviously, too. I mean, obviously, we know that's a, a tackle, but the sack 
bonus at five points is huge. Yeah, that is big. Uh, okay, so <laughs> you want to talk Wait. about this Tennessee game? What's that? Who do you like in the Tennessee game? I have currently Marcus Mariota, mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski. Me too, both of them. Derrick Henry. Oh, me too. Adoree Jackson. Me too. And I'm waiting for you guys to give me my last two picks. Well, I had, uh, I had, oh, I still do. No, no, I have to get rid of, okay, I had to go down from Rashard Matthews to Eric, to Corey Davis. And then I have Elandon Roberts as my other I, defensive player. I was say, I actually like Corey Davis better than Rashard Matthews, I think. As do I. Yeah, I think, totally uh, Corey fine. Davis is the number one receiver for the Titans. This yeah, week. he just sucks. So, like, he never does anything. Whereas Rashard Matthews occasionally does. That's totally fine, though. Not gonna argue. Wait, wait, wait. That. You said Corey Davis sucks? Yeah, he sucks. No, he's their most talented receiver by But he a doesn't mile. do anything. He doesn't do anything. Ever. Oh. He doesn't goodness. put up any stats. Like, he might be great at some point, but I can't say I'm confident in him. He's, he's had a difficult year. Um, but he is better than Rashard Matthews. Did you watch the Titans game against the Chiefs? Yeah, sure. Mariota absolutely blew a wide open touchdown pass to Corey Davis. Well, okay. You know what? Good. Then, uh, then it's settled. Corey Davis. Corey Davis is finding the end zone this week. I so, uh, so wow. we've got Mariota, Henry, Gronkowski, Corey Davis. Uh, I have a Dory Jackson and then a Landon Roberts. And that's pretty much all the salary I could get. But, um, I mean, the, here's the thing that stands out. Like one Patriot offensive player and they could crush the Titans. I don't think they're going to crush the Titans. They could, though. If they crush the Titans, I don't think that necessarily means that they're going to have all of the better fantasy options. So I think yeah. that the Titans are going to have a lot of opportunity to rack up yards, little receptions here. Uh, so I like I like stacking the Titans offensively for sure. So the difference between Brady and Mariota is substantial. It's 2,600. So if you want – like I just – I don't think you can go with James White. You know, I, maybe you can get Chris Hogan instead of like Derrick Henry or something like that and, and figure out a way to get Brady in there. But James White is the cheapest player that has a chance to do something. Maybe Jonu Smith, but really it's James White. And, and I think if Burkhead, White, and Lewis are all playing, and Lewis is going to play, I just, I don't see White having any role. Like he's been pretty terrible in that scenario when all three guys are healthy. And, and quite frankly, Deion Lewis scares me. Because not only do the, Tex- do the Titans have a good run defense, but who's going to get the touchdowns? How healthy is Burkhead? That's the real question here when you're evaluating the Patriots. Is how and healthy Gillis is back at practice. Yep, they're they're loaded at running back, obviously this week. I think that uh, it, it's really it's all. I'm gonna say it's pretty much impossible in this kind of a format to invest 11.4k in Deion Lewis. Okay, so then are we good with this game, or do you have any other thoughts? No, I think I think that's good. I I I like. In, in the normal contest, stacking the Titans. So maybe, maybe that'll be a popular play, but I, I, I like doing it. In the normal, really? In like the normal, yeah. interesting. I think, wow. Really? This yeah, is. Uh, oh, definitely. If you, uh, my, I actually have Mariota as my quarterback also in my DraftKings lineup for the week. Um, you can actually, you can get that on Sportsline. Why? 
uh, my optimal lineup for this week, but I have Mariota as my quarterback, and I also have Corey Davis. Only two, I have Mariota oh my, and Corey Davis what, as my quarterback. What, are, what am I missing here? What am I missing? Only two of the last ten quarterbacks to face the Patriots have scored more than 18 points. Only three of the last ten have scored more than 15 points. Marcus Mariota has had a terrible season. I don't think he's going to throw a touchdown to himself this week, guys. He just he just had twenty six point nine FanDuel points. He threw the a touchdown to himself at, at Arrowhead, Adam. I don't Nobody's know. Nobody's been good at Arrowhead. Nobody's been good against the Patriots since like the well, first four games of the season. We just saw him do it. No one has done. He's going to do it again. Okay. Uh, Mostly, I'd like to play Le'Veon Bell. Yep. Yes. And I would really like to play Gronk. Yeah. And that's, so uh, I'm going to play a cheaper quarterback. Okay. All right. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. See, this is fun. See, I don't know anything about basketball. I enjoy getting to yell at you guys about football. Uh, I looking at the other showdowns. I've got a. Tell me what you think about this lineup. I got a Jacksonville Pittsburgh lineup, and 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 in terms of overall fantasy, like DFS, I know Bortles has this great matchup against this bad defense. He's playing so poorly. To me, he's hands off. Um. Speaking of Bortles, did you see the CBS Sports Twitter account do the tail of the tape between him and LeBron James? What? No. Bortles had a quote saying that, uh, well, people think that LeBron James sucks too, so I guess it's okay they think I suck. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. That was not a direct quote. Mike, do you like question. Bortles this week? Uh, I do if he's going to rush for 85 yards. Uh, I don't think he is. I take the under on that. I will too. Okay. Uh, so no, I'm not – I mean – you know, in the normal slate, I'm definitely prioritizing Mariota over Bortles. How do you feel about Roethlisberger? I I kind of like him. I think he's going to do well. Yeah, I think that uh, I think it'll be low owned. Um, I'm you know maybe in this uh, showdown slate he probably won't be as low owned, but uh, I you know it's the narrative is there. It's definitely a spot for him to uh, have a little revenge after the performance he had against Jacksonville earlier this season. I like. For showdown purposes, I do not like playing this game. Yep. And for main slate purposes, I'm mostly avoiding this game except for just the super studs. I think I put together a decent lineup here for showdown, and I have $700 remaining. Uh, but I have Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, D.D. Westbrook, Jesse James. That's kind of a Hail Mary. And then I took two Pittsburgh defenders. I took Malcolm Mitchell. Who I'm just hoping gets a safe, gets a uh, an interception of Bortles, and then uh, I have Vince Williams, who averages 7.9 fantasy points per game, which is pretty good for a defender. He's one of the more expensive uh, defensive players. So I have Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Westbrook, Jesse James, Mitchell, and Williams. I'm not going to submit it. I'm not going to play it. The only one I played was my Falcons lineup. Falcons the one piece lineup. of advice I'd offer on that is I would rather play Vance McDonald than Jesse James when they've both been healthy. McDonald has been better. And McDonald's three hundred dollars less than James's, so that'll give you a little money to spend somewhere else. All right, fine. So let's see if I put McDonald in there. Let's see if I can upgrade anywhere. Uh, probably at DST forty two hundred. Oh yeah, I can go with Ngakwe and and then get the sack bonus. All right, let's do that. We'll get rid of Malcolm Mitchell and go with Ngakwe and hopefully get a sack. So there's there's your lineup, which I'm not submitting. And then, uh, for Minnesota, I kinda, I, this is really a tough game. I don't know who's gonna win. I think the five points. What do you think about the five point spread? Saints plus five. 
I tend to lean towards Saints plus five here. I think that out of all of the teams that are playing this week, I think that the Minnesota Vikings are the team that I'm most worried about coming out flat. Hmm. Interesting. Well, then you're not going to like my FanDuel lineups because <laughs> I do have Case Keenum. Uh, but yeah, no, in this game I went with Breeze and, oh, this, this is a fun one. Breeze and Keenum. You can do two quarter, you can do any combination of positions. So I have both quarterbacks. I have Kyle Rudolph and Latavius Murray, who's gotten 20 carries in three straight games. And then I have Andrew Sandejo and Linval Joseph on defense. Uh, so Latavius Murray, Kyle Rudolph, Keenum, Breeze, Linval Joseph, and Sandejo. Uh, so yeah, that one's okay. But again, I just, I'm not really comfortable playing these showdowns. They're fun, but. I like the general better, the general, you know, regular DFS. What are your thoughts on that game? So Keenum is my FanDuel QB. Uh, he's 7,600 compared to what's Mariota. <clears throat> Mariota is less than that. He is 7,500. So I'd rather spend the 100 on Keenum. You guys would rather have Mariota? Yeah, I've, I'm really concerned that Case Keenum is going to run out in the field and someone like on the Saints is going to bring a mirror. And he's going to see himself and remember that he's Case Keenum. <laughs> and that he's going to play like it because it's the playoffs. I I don't have any interest in playing Case Keenum at all. Yeah, his last two games have been terrible. 11 fantasy points and 6 point per passing touchdown leagues. 13 fantasy points. Less than 190 yards in both games. But the seven games before that, he was very good. Very consistent. I mean, couldn't you kind of say the same thing that you said about Bortles about Keenum? Except the difference no. is that Keenum faces a very difficult matchup. Uh, no. Keenum does not face a very difficult matchup. And, like, no. They are not. You don't not. think the Saints defense is good? I don't think they're bad. Adam, let me tell you this. They are not my, that good. My, my lineups on Sportsline this week, I'll give you one more spot from each of them. On both sites, the defense and special teams I have in my lineups, the New Orleans Saints. I, look, the thing is, they have playmakers. So, I get that. You know, like, they get after the quarterback. But I look at I. I don't know if you can even look back at Week One, but they played Minnesota in Week One. They got torched. Cam that was Newton, a long time ago. Cam Newton just had a really good game against them, and Cam Newton's been passing like crap all year. So I think the Saints' defense, because they haven't faced that many good offenses, has gotten completely overrated this year. Um, but I don't think they're bad. I just I don't think I don't think Mariota has a good matchup either. You do. Oh, Bortles. You were comparing Bortles. Bortles is better. Yeah, here's the difference. Oh, I mean, I prefer Mariota to Keenum. I would pay 500 more for Mariota than Keenum. Oh, gosh, that makes me real. I don't want to. I don't want to go against. I mean, I've been. Wrong. I've obviously been <laughs> wrong before, but I. I like what I see here for Marcus Mariota. I do think he's going to run a lot more this week too. Uh, when it comes down to it, uh, and those rushing yards are uh, very, very valuable in DFS. I don't think anybody's playing quarterback like like uh, Blake Bortles is. He's just been terrible lately. I mean. He had 83 rushing yards, 83 passing yards last week or something, 84. Just yeah, he had more rushing yards than passing yards last week. I mean, Keenum hasn't thrown. He's got six of his last seven games without an interception. So no, I don't see a comparison there between the two. Um, all right. So then that brings me to my Falcons lineup, uh, Falcons Eagles lineup, which is Julio Jones, Zach Ertz, Jay Ajayi, Nelson Aguilar, Robert Alford, and Desmond Trufant. I have both starting cornerbacks for the Falcons, hoping they will intercept a Nick Foles pass. I have Julio Jones, who should have a huge game. Zach Ertz, who in two games with Foles, not counting Week 17, did play very well and got heavily targeted. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is somewhat inexpensive, and then Jay Ajayi. 
What do you think about Ajayi this week? He's tough for me. You know, he's been more involved. I don't think he has a great matchup. I think the Falcons give up like the fifth fewest fantasy points to running backs or something like that. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, and I think? like Mike's call of the Saints defense. Um, I'm of course the chalk eater, so I'm probably just going to play the Falcons. That's what I have. Um, I don't like the game script for Ajayi. Not at all. I'm afraid right. that they uh, they fall behind and he just he's not not used very much. That's totally. That's the concern I have with this this whole slate is like there are maybe two players, in my opinion, that seem very likely for good games. And they are Julio Jones and Rob Gronkowski. And I just I, – I can't, can't – like Le'Veon Bell, yeah, but he's 9,400 and he's facing the Jaguars. Did a great job against him in the first game, uh, in the first meeting. Do you, is right. there anyone else to you that feels like a total stud must play this week? I mean, I think Le'Veon is that play even over Rob Gronkowski and Julio for me. Yeah, uh, I'd go Le'Veon and Gronk at the top as far as just because of posi- the position at tight end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I, I like all three of those guys, obviously. I mean, it's hard not to. Uh, one thing I will say, especially if you're going to play multiple lineups this week, I don't hate the idea of literally punting one or two positions here if it means you can get every single stud. Because there are going to be players on this slate that people that you, that are used at least 15% ownership that end with single-digit scores. So yeah. if you get a scenario where Gronkowski and Bell combine for 70, right. 80, that's going to be a lot better in the end for you still. So I think that you know we, you'll never do that on a full slate, but these playoff slates here, I think that you really need to prioritize having the right few studs. And kind of avoiding the mid-range guys that have that real single-digit potential. That's interesting. I think you're going to hate my lineup then. Here's my FanDuel lineup. <laughs> uh, Case Keenum, Latavius Murray, Derek Henry, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, and Ted Ginn, Kyle Rudolph, Matt Bryant, and the Falcons. So Keenum, Latavius, Derek Henry, Julio, Antonio Brown. That's obviously the strength there. Ted Ginn, Kyle Rudolph, who's healthy now. He's had that week off. He's healthier. He said he was really limited the last few weeks. And the Saints just got torched by Greg Olson. Uh, Matt Bryant and the Atlanta Falcons. You hate it? No, I mean, it's it's not what I'm going to be doing, but that doesn't mean that it's a bad lineup at all. Uh, you know, if, if you're right on the Minnesota Vikings, your lineup is going to be fine. Right. I mean, it's going to be, you know, it really just comes down to your stance on what you think the Minnesota Vikings are going to do. Um, you know, what's Derrick Henry going to do? We know he's going to play 100% of the offensive snaps for them. Right. Um, you know, is he going to get involved in the passing game? He's only had four targets no. in the last two weeks, although he's played 100% of the snaps or 97% of the snaps. Uh, so, you know, there's obviously a little concern there. Derrick Henry is the biggest wild card on the slate here because it wouldn't shock me at all if he scored seven fantasy points, and it really wouldn't shock me if he scored 30. And I think you get rid of him on... Personally, for me, I'm not playing him on DraftKings. He's the third most expensive running back on DraftKings and the ninth most ex- most expensive on FanDuel. And so it's re- and, and he doesn't catch passes and DraftKings is PPR. So Henry, is that do you agree? It seems to be much more valuable on on uh, dra- on FanDuel than DraftKings. Well, there's yes, especially when you consider that DraftKings is full point PPR, right? And that's even makes him less valuable because of his lack of involvement in the passing game. I What I've been trying to do with my FanDuel lineup is find a way to put Mariota, Henry, and Le'Veon, Corey Davis and Julio, and Gronk all in the same lineup. Okay. And it's possible. 
It's just that you end up in a situation where you have 4,800 left for your final wide receiver. Your thoughts on Antonio Brown? Banged up, had a big game against the Jaguars the first game, but he had 19 targets. Jaguars are best against wide receivers. I mean, he's probably a better tournament play than Julio is, just because Julio is going to be owned so much higher, and he has just as much upside. But like I just said, with with the lineups I'm trying to build, I'm already looking at probably just playing the cheapest kicker and punting one wide receiver position. So I don't know that that I'll I'll be able to spend that extra two hundred dollars on him over Julio. Any interest in any Saints other than their DST? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you have to, you know, I, I like Ted Ginn. Um, mm-hmm. I also like, you know, Kamara. I mean, what do we think is going to happen with Kamara's ownership because of Le'Veon Bell being on the slate? Right. Because you're, you're not, I, I don't see any way that you're playing both of them. Right. Because if you are, you're not playing Rob Gronkowski. So for that reason, I think that Kamara is a fantastic play. On DraftKings, I love Mark Ingram. Uh, it's a terrible matchup, especially for the guy that's going to be running between the tackles. But he also catches passes still. People forget that about Mark Ingram. He's done it for the last three years, and and people just keep forgetting. And he's only $5,600. Uh, I like Ingram a lot. I kind of like D.D. Westbrook. If there were one Jag- like if you just need a cheap play, if there were one Jaguars receiver that you were going to go for, who would it be? Um, who's the Steelers' number one corner? Artie Burns or Joe Hayden, take your pick. That's who I'd go for. Who? who? I'm saying Bortles is probably going to complete more passes to them than it is. Yeah, Westbrook was the only wide receiver who had more than one target last week. Yeah. They're terrified. This this secondary, I mean, the Browns lit them up in Week 17, and it was not their backups. Yeah, I just, I really think Jacksonville is playing scared right now. They tried at the end of the year to let the reins loose on Bortles a little bit to get him some confidence going into the playoffs, and it completely blew up in their face. He got shook, and now they're just calling a bunch of screen passes and hoping they can run the ball, and their defense keeps him out of trouble. And that's not – I mean, maybe there's a chance that they fall behind big and he gets some garbage time points, but that's I, – I don't see him having a good day other than that, and so I don't really like the wide receivers. All right. All right, so you'll give us more uh, more DFS football DFS next week or tomorrow rather. And until then, we'll uh no, it's not going to not going to happen. Uh maybe. Okay. All right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll have a show for you tomorrow. And until then, for Heath and for Mike, I'm Adam. We're out.